Today's episode of Lockdown Blackhawks is brought to you by RockAuto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Make sure to check it out and tell them the Lockdown Podcast Network sent you. Your Lockdown Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome into the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Today is Thursday, July 29th. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you could also check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at TalkinHockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. If you like what you're hearing today, then please be sure to go and follow the podcast. If you have something nice you want to say, you can leave me a review if you want to as well. It's all free wherever you may listen to your podcast, whether that be through Apple Podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify, etc. And you'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. Also, if you're on Twitter, then please go and follow the Lockdown Blackhawks Twitter page. That can be found at capital L, capital O, underscore Blackhawks, with some really good content being posted there every day as well. Alright, good afternoon everyone. Thank you for joining me on another episode of Lockdown Blackhawks. I'm dropping the episode a little bit later in the afternoon here today because uh, I wanted to wait and see if the Blackhawks were going to make any further moves after... A pretty chaotic opening 24 hours yesterday, but it seems like they're pretty content at the moment with, with just staying put, especially because goaltender Marc-Andre Fleury and his $7 million AAV is still up in the air for next season. We're still not sure what's going to happen there. So that kind of puts the Hawks in a little bit of a, pecu- a peculiar spot now, but they they did still go out and, and make a couple of big-time moves yesterday even though they're still not sure what's going to happen with Marc-Andre Fleury. But let me tell you, these past few weeks, ladies and gentlemen, it's been absolute chaos. Duncan Keith's been traded. The expansion draft happened. Seth Jones was acquired. Same with Tyler Johnson. Uh, The NHL draft on Monday, or maybe it was Tuesday, uh, one of these past couple of days, uh, all the qualifying offers had to be issued to the RFAs. And now it's free agency. <laughs> my life my life has been madness this past week or so. But hey, I'm glad I at least get to share it with all of you. It's been uh, a lot of fun doing the show lately with how busy and how active the Blackhawks have been recently. But to start off the morning yesterday, the first thing the Blackhawks did to kick off free agency was uh, actually make a trade. They finally got defenseman Nikita Zadorov off of their roster. No real surprise here. They had been trying to trade Zadorov for quite some time now, if you remember. Right before the expansion draft, there were some reports, I believe it was from Andy Strickland um, of TSN, stated that the Hawks were were trying to, to get something done with Zadorov before the deadline. Um, and then, of course, they also wound up leaving him exposed to Seattle as well. So, can't say I was too surprised with Zadorov finally being on the move here. And the and the Hawks actually got a, a fairly decent return for him. They netted a third round pick from the Calgary Flames in the 2022 NHL draft in return for Big Z. Uh, not too shabby, you know? He, he, <laughs> he's their problem now. Um, but the first thing, once I saw Zadorov get traded, the first thing it made me think about was just, man, how bad of a gamble does it look like Stan Bowman took now on that Brandon Saad trade? to the Colorado Avalanche, because 
rewind a little bit, rewind a, a year's time now, um, when that was going down, although Saad's $6 million AAV wasn't great, especially with COVID happening and the cap being announced that it's going to be flat for the next couple of years, um, but despite all that, Saad was still likely to net either a second round pick or possibly even that and also a mid-level prospect in return as well. And potentially, you know, if you think had the Blackhawks gone and pulled the trigger earlier, then maybe there could have been a first on the line for Brandon Saad prior to the COVID-19 outbreak and everything. Um, That I'm not sure of, but just something to consider. And uh, it, it definitely hurts to see that we basically parted ways with Brandon Saad for just a third-round pick. And that marks the third time now that we have lost the Brandon Saad trade, ladies and gentlemen. Truly remarkable. But at least Nikita Zadorov is no longer our problem. We got him uh, uh, We got him out of Chicago, but what an experiment that turned out to be. Oh my gosh. I mean, Big Z, without a doubt, he, he provides a ton of physicality, and he was a, a real present force in the board battles and in front of the net, but he's still nothing short of just a a liability with the puck on his stick. And he was also guilty of plenty defensive zone breakdowns in this one year stint he had with the Hawks as well. So it wound up being a short lived stint for big Z. Um, but his departure, you know, it, it helps pave the way and makes things a little bit more clear now on the back end in Chicago, because taking a look at the potential depth chart for this team next season, obviously we're still a ways to go before the season, but just taking a look at how things are shaping out, um, you got to think Seth Jones and Jake McCabe are likely the guys to be on the top pairing at the moment for the Blackhawks. We'll get into the addition of Jake McCabe in just a little bit here on the show, but those two guys for me are up there right now for sure. Uh, along with Connor Murphy as well, he's locked into that, you know, number three spot, probably right behind Seth Jones. Um, and also possibly Calvin DeHaan, although there have been rumors floating around recently that he could be on the move from the Blackhawks as well. So uh, something to keep an eye on here in the next couple of weeks could be the Calvin DeHaan trade talks. But if he does wind up sticking around, Calvin DeHaan's, he's going to be locked in on that second pairing uh, second pairing with Connor Murphy as the left defenseman, in my opinion. And then there's, you know, there's Riley Stillman, Caleb Jones, Wyatt Kalanuck, Ian Mitchell, Nicholas Bodan. All those guys are going to be battling out, battling it out for the final few spots. And for some of those guys that I just mentioned, I also don't think that a little bit more conditioning down in Rockford, I don't think that would be the worst thing for them either, particularly the last two, Ian Mitchell and Nicholas Bodan. I think both those guys could use a bit more uh, fine-tuning of their game down at the AHL level. So by clearing out Zadorov and also potentially Dahan as well, um, not only did it open up a spot on the left side, but it, it also saved the Hawks a couple million in cap space too, and it gave them some more leeway to go out and make some more moves. And because of those moves, they could also be looking to part ways with Calvin DeHaan in the next couple of weeks as well. So things keep on happening here in Chicago. Nikita Zadorov is out and coming up in just a moment, I'm going to talk about the guy who's in on the Blackhawks defense, which is Jake McCabe from the Buffalo Sabres. But first, I need to talk to you all about rockauto.com. Rock Auto is a family business that's been serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of different manufacturers. Why would you choose to spend 
30%, 50%, or even as much as 100% more for the exact same parts at a chain store or at a new car dealership. Chain stores and car dealerships have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers, but rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody and they're always reliably low. The rockauto.com catalog is also remarkably unique and super easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and you can even choose the brands, specifications, and the prices that you prefer. Best of all, the prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and they're also the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. So why spend up to twice as much for the same parts when you can go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts that you'll ever need for your car or truck for the best possible prices. Welcome back to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. I just finished up talking about defenseman Nikita Zadorov being flipped to the Calgary Flames in exchange for a third-round pick. Moving on now, I want to get into the two free agent signings that the Blackhawks made yesterday. First, starting with their semi-big-name splash, which was 27-year-old defensive defenseman Jake McCabe from the Buffalo Sabres, who hit the open market as an unrestricted free agent this summer. And going back the last couple of days, there were clearly some ties happening between the two sides. I think it was David Pagnota who tweeted out yesterday that uh, we should expect McCabe to sign with the Blackhawks. And it actually wound up taking a couple hours before things got announced, which was a little bit unnerving. But eventually McCabe did wind up inking a four-year, $16 million contract in Chicago, a $4 million AAV for McCabe over the next four years, which, honestly, um, it isn't great for a guy who's coming off of major knee surgery. McCabe tore his ACL, MCL, and meniscus back in February, so $4 million, it's a little much, but to be fair, when he was healthy for Buffalo the past couple of seasons, he really was one of the few bright spots for that team in a top four defenseman role. All his analytics, they look really good. Um, despite playing on one of the worst teams in the league, he, he was really efficient in the defensive zone, I believe, at even strength. He was in the 95th per- percentile. Um, he's a great guy on the penalty kill as well. Uh, and really, just overall, one of the more underrated blue liners in the National Hockey League because not a lot of people talk about Jake McCabe, but that's because he's he's not lighting it up offensively. He's just kind of a shutdown guy, stays quiet. And something I've mentioned on the show fairly often is that when a defensive defenseman, when his name isn't getting mentioned a ton, that usually means that they're doing their job pretty well. If there's nothing to talk about there, that means they're handling business in their own zone to a, a good extent. So even though it might've been for I I think a million or so too much. I think McCabe, I think 3.25 would have been the better realistic number. Um, But I still think this is a a very sneaky good pickup by the Blackhawks right here to add to their their top couple of pairings on the back end. I really like everything I've heard and seen about McCabe. He's very physical. He's got a couple highlight reel hits. Um... I believe he laid out Tom Wilson. I know he crunched uh, Nathan McKinnon one time real good as well. Uh, So definitely not afraid to throw his weight around. And he's also already proven that he can handle 
a top four role in this league. So I'm definitely excited about that addition of Jake McCabe to the Blackhawks defense. And one thing I also wanted to mention is that McCabe's wife actually grew up in the Chicagoland area. She grew up in Downers Grove, which is a local suburb here in Chicago, not too far away from me, honestly. Um, And McCabe said that he had actually been training in Chicago for the last five off seasons or so. So this, this just seems like it's uh, a very comfortable setting and a comfortable place for McCabe to be in right now. And that's always a nice little bonus thrown in there as well. So uh, all good things on this signing by the Blackhawks on Jake McCabe and in my book, then the other free agent signing that the Blackhawks made yesterday was inking six foot four forward Jujar Kara to a two-year deal with an AAV of nine hundred and seventy-five thousand. So just about what Adam Gaudet signed for the other day. But another pickup I really like by the Blackhawks because they've been missing some size and grit down there in their bottom six, particularly on that fourth line. I do like some of the prospects that they have in. Mackenzie Entwistle and Mike Hardman, both of which are, are big boys and have no problem getting physical and throwing throwing their weight around as well. But I'm just not sure that either are quite ready for an everyday role in the lineup come next season. And that's what Jujar Kara immediately provides for this team. In his time with Edmonton, he's shown that he's um, a, a big body. He's good in front of the net. He's strong like a bull along the boards. He can play on the penalty kill unit. And boy, oh boy, can he throw that weight around. And the Blackhawks, they need some more of that. So I thought Kara was another real solid pickup by the front office. He's not going to provide much offense. Uh, He only has 63 points across six NHL seasons with the Edmonton Oilers, along with nearly 300 games of experience now. Um, But that's not not what he's been brought in to do here. You know, he's been brought in to, to... to be mean, to be nasty, and to be tough to play against. And I think alongside possibly Ryan Carpenter and maybe Adam Gaudet down there, you know, I really like what that trio could potentially provide for this team next season on the fourth line. So in my opinion, I thought the Hawks came out pretty well in this first day of free agency. I I didn't expect them to do all that much. This is probably about right, two moves. Um, But for the two moves that they did make, I thought they they did a good job of addressing a couple of the holes they have in their lineup, and uh, it should be a lot of fun to see how those two make an impact for this young Blackhawks team going forward. All right, that takes care of the Blackhawks signing Jake McCabe and Jujar Kara yesterday. Coming up in just a moment, I'm going to talk about the two guys that the Blackhawks lost in the first day of free agency, which were forwards Pia Suter and David Kampf. But first, I need to talk to you all about betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts, and be sure to use our promo code LOCKEDON, one word in all caps, to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Major League Baseball is about to take over for the summer. However, we got football season right around the corner, and UFC and a bunch of other sports. The Olympics are going on right now. There's still plenty to watch. So for any sport you want to gamble on, 
You can get all the latest news, odds, and info with Bet Online. They have real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. It's the best way to place your bets, and it also happens to be free to sign up. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Head on over to the website, or you can also use your mobile device to sign up today. And be sure sure to use our exclusive promo code Locked On. That's one word in all caps to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, we're back here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. I just wrapped up discussing Jake McCabe and Jujar Kara signing on with the Blackhawks yesterday. Before I finish up the show, I also had to be sure to talk about the couple of the guys the Hawks chose to let hit the free agent market in forwards, David Kampf and Pia Suter. So coming into yesterday, I I wasn't really sure what the Blackhawks were going to do with these two guys because, well, first for Suter, um, he was one of the top rookies in the NHL last season and came right in and looked, looked pretty good in a top six role as a rookie. He finished with 27 points in 55 games, and that got him to be uh, 11th in the Calder Trophy voting this year. So to me, it, it was just a little bit weird that they ended up deciding to let him go for nothing in return rather than trading him a couple of weeks ago. At the same time, I, I do understand, though, that things have changed immensely in Chicago with all the moves going down in the past few days. So I'm thinking that Pia Suter um, possibly wound up being a casualty to the Tyler Johnson trade after the Hawks added yet another center to their roster. But it was still definitely weird to see him hit the market yesterday. And then Suter went on to sign a two-year contract with a $3.25 million AAV with the Detroit Red Wings, a team he actually lit up last season. He scored his first NHL goal against, and in that same game he recorded a hat trick. Um, So Stevie Y, I guess, liked what he saw out of Pia Suter in those uh, seven games against the Blackhawks last year. Um, but but for $3.25 million, um, that, that's a little bit more than I was guessing he was going to get. It's surprisingly close to what Dominic Kubelik got paid for after his really strong rookie campaign. Even in the flat cap era we're in right now, um, that, that was weird to me. I, I do think that was a bit of a high price to pay for a rookie in Pia Suter. But hey, maybe I'm only... I'm only seeing that from a Blackhawks perspective here. And obviously with uh, the Kubelik comparison and knowing that we're in a little bit of cap hell at the moment, while the Red Wings, on the other hand, are in the exact opposite situation. They have boatloads of money to play with right now. I sat down last night with the Lockdown Red Wings guys, Tony Bianchi and Tony Bianchi. Oh my gosh, that's that's my buddy. Um, Nolan Bianchi and Scotty Bentley the two hosts of Lockdown Red Wings, excuse me. Uh, We had a chat last night and um, kind of chit-chatted about all that money that they got and what they could possibly be saving up for right now. And we also talked a little bit about Pia Suter and what to expect out of him going forward. So uh, I'm not going to take too much time on the loss of Pia Suter yesterday when uh, I'm going to have that conversation up here in the next couple of days. But I will say it was definitely weird to me that the Blackhawks decided to just let him go for nothing rather than potentially move him uh, for literally anything in return a couple of weeks ago. 
And I guess the same sort of argument can kind of be made for David Kampf here as well. He was actually someone, if you all remember, the, who the Blackhawks put on their protected players list for the Seattle expansion draft a week ago. They put him on that list over a guy like Adam Gaudette, who they wound up signing after that whole process. Um, it's a little weird how that all played out, you know? It doesn't make that much sense to me. Why, why would they rather protect... Why wouldn't they rather protect Gaudette if they knew that Camp wasn't going to be part of the future? And that's what makes me think that these couple of trades the past few days really have shaken things up here in Chicago and with the front office and, and their mentality because I, I truly believe they would not have protected David Camp knowing that they were going to let him walk in free agency just one week later. That that doesn't make any sense to do. Um, I don't know. Definitely weird. And while, while I will say uh, I'm a little bit scared about Pia Suter in Detroit, possibly um, going really well and looking back on it, possibly as a mistake for the Blackhawks. But I'm also scared that trading away another strong fourth-line center could come back to bite them in the butt as well, a.k.a. trading Philip Deneau to the Montreal Canadiens a couple years back in return for Dale Weiss and Tomas Fleischmann, one of the worst trades made by Stan Bowman. Um, and with Camp. You know, while while he is always someone that will be under the radar and he's never going to shine offensively, he literally does not have that in his bag. What he does have in his bag is that he's one of those guys that can go into your bottom six and have the ability to make a good team great. Because every team come playoff time, every team needs reliable guys on, you know, their fourth line and their third defensive pairing, and on their penalty kill, and need a, they need a guy to go in there and win a defensive zone faceoff. Camp checks off all of those boxes, literally all of them. So, to me, it's it's really tough to see David Camp go. Um, and the way I kind of look at it right now, hopefully the Blackhawks are going to get better and better, but as they do, there's always going to be that need for a strong fourth-line center. And we knew we already had that in David Kampf, but not anymore, as he went on to sign a two-year deal with the Toronto Maple Leafs for just a $1.5 million AAV, a pretty cheap price for what Kampf can provide. So I don't think it was about the money at that point for Chicago. I'm more so thinking that this, again, was a depth decision, and because of the Tyler Johnson acquisition, they just simply ran out of room. And looking at it, again, with Taze hopefully coming back next year, then there's also still Kirby Doc, Dylan Strom, Philip Kurashev, Lucas Reichel, and Henrik Borgstrom coming up, both play center. So just from that perspective, I do get why they let Kampf walk. But out of all those guys that I just mentioned, who they do have, Doc, Strom, Kurashev, Reichel, Borgstrom, out of all those guys that they have, none of them provide even close to the same abilities that Camp did, aside from a 100% healthy Jonathan Taze. None of them have the same abilities and will be able to do the same things that Camp did for this team over the past handful of years down on the fourth line for the Blackhawks. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I think that will wrap up Thursday, July 22nd's episode of Locked On Blackhawks. 
Thank you again for tuning into the show, and be sure to follow the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast for free right now on your favorite podcast app, and you can get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And after the show, if you're interested in the upcoming NBA draft, then you need to check out what's going on with Lockdown NBA. NBA Draft GOAT, Chad Ford, Lockdown NBA Draft host, Rafael Barlow and Lockdown NBA host John Corrales will be live this year covering the NBA Draft. It's Lockdown NBA Draft 2021 brought to you by Bilt Bar. You can get local expert analysis on each pick by simply following Lockdown NBA on YouTube today and you'll be able to watch our live coverage tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Once again, thank you for tuning into today's episode. I'm your host Jack Bushman. You can catch me on Twitter at my personal account, at JackBushman2, or you could also check out my Strictly Blackhawks account, at TalkinHockey, for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. For any questions at all regarding anything related to the show, you can always email LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com. You can hit me on one of my Twitter accounts, or you can call 708-653-0572 to leave a voicemail. So until tomorrow's episode, thanks again for listening to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.